Warriors, Wizards, One Shot! Over at Kickstarter.com, the One Shot Podcast Network is currently funding the first season of The Dungeon Dome. An actual play experience that combines the style of professional wrestling with the storytelling power of Dungeons and Dragons. Performers will take on the roles of fantasy gladiators, battling it out in player versus player matches for wealth and glory. The Dungeon Dome will feature some of your favorite actual play performers, including Cat Cool of the Campaign Podcast, Mike McDowell of the Neo Scum, Pat O'Rourke of the Dungeon Rats Podcast, and Aram Farshid of God's Fall. But we can't make this project without your help, so head over to Kickstarter right now and look up The Dungeon Dome. 25 bucks gets you a seat, but you'll only need the edge. Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome, I'm your host Kev, and this week, uh, simply because I have an episode that needs to be out within 24 hours, and I don't have a guest uh, lined up and whatnot, I decided to uh, sit around and talk about uh, life, I guess, in general, but specifically, probably talk a little bit about LA, since I just got back from the West Coast, with the most LA person I know in their life. Mike D'Angelo. I'm like the redheaded step host of the show. <laughs> well, you're, you're the uh, natural co-host when I need to fill her spot because you're also the co-host of the live show it's true. that we do. So Our last uh, live show went really good, by the way. I really enjoyed it. I did. And that, uh, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, it has been up and you have listened to it and it is good. <laughs> uh, huge thanks, uh, you know. To the Philadelphia Podcasting Society for putting together the festival, Nate and Teague, and they did a wonderful job scheduling over 60 shows, pulling together a bunch of sponsors to make it happen. Tattooed Moms, as always, was a great little venue to do it at. Uh, and Noah, dude. So did you see he... So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, someone pledged $3,000 really? or some shit. Yeah, because he was nowhere near. Yeah. That. It was like 17% or 18% or something like that. So, good for Noah. I mean, I can't, somebody came through big for him. I can't... I'm wondering if someone pledged $3,000 ironically, and then it, the rest got built up. That's possible. Because... He, I saw him post like, ah, why not post ironically? Or, or so can you? I, I, I thought about doing it. I thought about it. I was like, I'll bump it up to two hundred dollars. I, I, I went didn't. to yeah, you would have been shit. Uh, I went to Kick Track to try and see like what the difference was, but Kick Track does by day anyway. So even if I was able to find it, it would have just been like, all right, like we got five thousand dollars that went, last yeah. day. It I'm was, glad that it, that it did. Yeah, because it is something that totally is unique and worthwhile to see. It is, it's, uh, and the dude electrified his nipples. Yeah, oh, God. I mean, y'all, y'all listen to that live show. And if you haven't, go back. I think it's episode 77. Go back and listen to episode 77 where Noah legit uh, hooks himself up to uh, an electroshock thing 
and Mike just tweaks that thing to full capacity. Tweaked his nipples. <laughs> I think, by the way, for every live show, we should do some kind of electric game from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's the kind, and it's funny because uh, when I first started talking to Noah about, and I said this kind of during the show, the live show, my intention was for like us all to do something. That would be like, you know, Noah would say, oh, for the rest of this interview, you're going to do this, Kev. And I'd say, well, uh, Mike, for the rest of the interview, you're going to do this. And you'd say, well, Noah, for the rest of the interview, you're going to do this. And that's what why was going through my head. <laughs> Wasn't quite like that. <laughs> Noah decided to hook himself up and torture himself. But it worked out in yeah, the end. It worked out well. He probably made about 100 bucks that day. And uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, on top of, you know, all the money he needed for, you know, the actual game, the gamer through the Kickstarter, he raised money out of all the live shows he's done at conventions and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've known, I mean, Noah hasn't really known me, but I've, I, I, I've known of Noah since... Um, I like to movie movie uh, plus two comedy and everything. Did their live show with about about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and he was there. I don't really know plus two comedy. I know that they do panels and stuff. And uh, he asked me to be on his podcast, and it was when I was going camping. I took two vacations in the last two weeks, uh, and I went camping. And he asked me, "Hey, do you want to do the show tomorrow?" I was like, "I can't. I'm, I'm going to be out of town for the next two weeks, basically." Uh, so I'm hoping to be on his show soon. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I volunteered myself to be uh, a stretch goal, which I mean, obviously none of his stretch goals got hit. I mean, which first of all, that shouldn't even like, that's not even worried about that. The fact that, you know, if you ask for any amount of money, uh, let alone, I think like if you're asking for more than two grand, like that's like a huge achievement to, to win in, uh, with a Kickstarter. I think two grand is like something that I could probably achieve, but like to get, I think he was like asking near seven grand and I know like you've done bigger Kickstarters. Like, well, I mean, two grand was the biggest I've done. Okay. Yes. I think that's like, I mean, maybe that's why I think it's attainable because you did it. But... And we've, we've made stretch goals. We got to 3000. Oh, okay, so, yeah. um, but 2000 was the most we've ever asked, which is going to be interesting because we're going to be asking for 12 <laughs> when quantum quest is fun but yeah i mean i think if you're asking for more than two like that's just like you know a shot in the dark basically yeah. and and i like I said noah's a dude who i think definitely deserves it I, I really like game the gamer the idea go check it out i think it was um i don't know if it still goes there but plus two comedy.net i think led directly to the kickstarter but just look up plus two comedy or game the gamer on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and you'll find information about it. Um, my guess is he's going to start production on it very soon. Um, you know, once he gets down from his Kickstarter high uh, of winning. Yeah, you definitely need to take a little bit of time. And plus, he's probably going to have to wait the month to get funded. Because yeah, yeah. But I'm sure they're like writing and yeah, sure. All yeah, that they're going to figure out who's going to be in what episode. Yeah, I hope I still would do it. Like I uh, would too. Yeah, I would 100% be fine with uh, being part. Of, I. I it, it's such a neat concept. If you're into video games, even if you're not, it's, it's just a fun game show. Anyway. Um, so you went to L.A., huh? Yeah. So, we, oh God, I'm so tired because I landed, as of this recording, I landed about six hours ago. Oh, wow. And uh, You yeah, went right to work. Yeah, I went right. To, I, I, came, I came to the in-laws' house to see the kids and say hello to them. Uh, and then Jen stayed with them to uh, so she could nap and hang out with them and whatnot. And um, I went home, got a shower, went to work. Uh, I, I luckily I was able to nap. So you for, got a red eye essentially, right? So we left LA at six twenty their time, which was nine twenty our time. Landed oh, that's not in, too bad. Landed in Denver. Um, we took off late in in LA. Uh, we got to Denver by ten uh, their time. 
so 9 Pacific and midnight our time. And then we didn't take off until I think after midnight. So it were, it was essentially it, a red eye. Yeah, it, it, it was supposed to be 11.39 flight, I think, out. It turned into a, a legit red eye because I think we started boarding around midnight. Um, I forget what time we officially took off. I can't believe you're awake, but if anyone could do it, you could. So I sleep, dude. <laughs> well, let me tell you about LA. And like this whole trip, like it makes me want to write the like write this down and formulate it into like actual jokes to do stand up. Because this is how amazing uh, part of this trip was. I felt like a goddamn giant. Um, I, first they of all, they accidentally bring you to China or Japan. I, it almost felt like it. I the, and it didn't really click until the third thing happened. It's the rule of three, you know. There was, I think it. I don't now. It could have been Chicago, but it, I think it was the LAX airport where I stopped to use the bathroom, and the urinal was kind of low. But and I wasn't using a kid one. Like they were just all kind of low. I was like, yeah, that's weird, but whatever. I guess you know that's just how they do it. And then we stayed at an Airbnb. First and foremost, the Airbnb, I doubt they're going to listen to this because they don't even know I do a podcast. But for whatever reason, if you're listening to this and you put two and two together, nothing against you and your home. It was wonderful. Very generous people to open up their home to complete strangers. uh, And uh, it was a clean, comfy stay. That being said, uh, to get a shower in in, in the Airbnb shower... Uh, remember that you've seen Elf, right? Yes. You know that scene in Elf when Will Ferrell is getting a shower and he's just like, because it's just barely it's hitting his like, shoulder. Yeah, and he's trying to splash it up into his face. I and... kid you not, I was Buddy the Elf in the shower, and I'm like, and Jen warned me. She's like, it's a little like the the spout's low, so you're gonna have to duck. But it wasn't just that I had to duck to like, it, it was the size of the size of it the whole stuff. I had to like literally like. Bend ways that I didn't know Do I could bend. Do you think it was just like a small bathroom because like homes are so expensive there? I don't or? know. I have no idea. It is. It seems we stayed in Anaheim. It seems like Anaheim is primarily uh, Hispanic, and I know like you know Hispanic people are I guess a little. They're smaller usually on shorter than me. Uh, you know, not not to generalize, but you know they tend to be smaller. But like this guy was probably my size. I think he's from Brazil because he has another home on Airbnb that's in Brazil. But, like, no one there was specifically small in the house, like, from what I could tell, except for, like, their kid who was, you know, three years old, so obviously small. Were you showering in the kid's shower? I, I, dude, <laughs> they had a hidden regular bathroom somewhere? Well, I mean, definitely. They have to have a normal shower. I would hope they have a normal shower in their actual bathroom. But that wasn't what cl- cl- uh, clued me off. It was... Um, we, we went to breakfast at this restaurant called Coco's out there. It's like a, it seems like it's a franchise cause I saw a couple of them out there. It's a breakfast place, like a little diner. Uh, and I go to use the bathroom there and again, and the urinal low, like super low. Like now what about the sink? So the sink, Oh, regular? I'm getting to it. So, so at Coco's, it literally like the, the, the bowl of the urinal, you know what I mean? Like was probably below my knee. Oh wow. And like. Again, I was sitting there like, okay, I guess... No, like, was it a urinal or was it a full-on toilet? Urinal. Okay. Urinal. So it's not even like they're at like, like about the squat idea. No, and, and I... Yeah, no, no. And I don't know what the bathroom looked like because I didn't go into the actual like toilet stall. But like, I'm like, hey, this is a little low. Like, this is like, like if... Like, 
a two-year-old could stand and pee, which I guess some could, but like theoretically, a two-year-old could have peed in that toilet. Now, at the Airbnb, was the toilet low in there, or, or was the toilet regular height? Uh, there? I think it was regular height. Okay. I think it was regular. Height. But uh, and then I went to. I was like, this is really low, really weird. And then I went to the sink, and again, and that was like to my thighs. And like that's a low sink. Like everything in LA was so small and weird. Um, well, they said California is like its own country. It, well, you know, it was uh, California. And I've been to California before for work. Have you ever been to California? Not yet. Uh, I've been to California for work. And I, I, I like years ago. It had to be over ten years ago. Um, I, f- I flew out uh, to LAX and then drove to Mountain View. Uh, uh, to do an install at a uh, amphitheater, like a for anyone that lives in the Philly area, like the Tweeter Center or whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, and uh, and then this, this is the first time I've been back since. And it was but over. I mean, the trip was great. Loved the trip. Anaheim was great. I mean, it was literally like a ten minute drive wherever we wanted to go. Like we went to Disneyland, which was really like. So Disneyland's interesting. Compared, have you ever been to? I've been, to, I've been to World. I haven't been to Land, so, obviously. So Disney... So the way Disneyland Resort works, which is consists of Disneyland, California Adventure, and Downtown Disney, is it's all, like, one little area. I guess because, like, when Disney... And I always thought Disney World was first, but Disneyland was first, and to my knowledge. And I guess, like, there just wasn't enough property for him to purchase up or like Disneyland was kind of like an experimental idea. I mean that makes sense. Land is kind of smaller, yeah. world's kind of bigger, so world was where he put like most of his well, emphasis. And like he owns like there's land like there's water parks that are closed down in world. There's land that has been I think unused that he owns or well, the there's owns. something like the whatever like wherever the Indiana Jones thing was in world or land, one of the two of them, like it's all overgrown now and stuff. Like they just kind of well, let it be or something. There's so there's the, the, I know of two Indiana Jones things between the two of them. In in World, it's actually at Hollywood Studios, and it's like a stunt show. Yeah, I know. We saw that. And at one of the parks, there's some kind of like... There's a ride in Disneyland that was amazing. Well, it, there must have been something where it was closed down at some... Or you know what? Maybe it was like a Robinson Crusoe thing. That's what it is. Yeah, there is a... Rob, well, I don't know if it's a Robinson Crusoe land, but I think it's one of the water parks... Had like that theme, I think. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to research it again. But no, for the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> there is a water park in Disney World that's closed down and it's overgrown. And like, there's I've seen pictures of it. It actually looks pretty neat with it being closed down and I don't want to say run down, but just overgrown. Yeah. But that's how much land and property that Disney owns in in Florida is that like they could I think they could open up and I don't know if this is what they're doing for Star Wars, but they could literally open up another theme park. Or oh yeah, two. I'm sure they could. And like there's just I I, th- I believe unused acres of land in, yeah. in, in Florida. Meanwhile, but, Universal, they don't have any more yeah. land that they can expand to. They have yeah. to close down rides. To- yeah, and that's how I think basically Disneyland and California, like California Adventure had uh, Tower of Terror. and Which they is had now to, the Guardians Yeah, the they had to repurpose that. So like, I don't think California has room to expand for Disney. They have to modify things. But we, did, we just did Disneyland. We were going back and forth between which park we wanted to do, and we did Disneyland. And like, so, again... If you've been to Disney World, it's shoulder to shoulder, even on a slow day. Like, it's just like, at least in the Magic Kingdom, it's always jam-packed. And Disneyland is basically, or I I guess Magic Kingdom is basically a replica of Disneyland. Difference being, the castle in Disneyland 
I, as soon as we walked in, I looked at the. Ca- it's literally like a toy castle. Oh, really? C- compared to, the, like, it's taller than me, but only just. <laughs> but like, it's probably, it's probably as tall as one of these trees in front of us. Maybe it's it's tall. It was maybe a. Uh, it was shorter than like the t- the so trees. There's no people Thorn going in there. You can walk at through a time it. Or whatever. No, you can walk through it. It's got like a, a an arc that you can walk under. Arc. Arch, arch that you can walk under, uh, but I don't think you can climb up in it like you can in Disney World, where you can actually like go. That's where you go and have lunch with princesses in the top of the castle at World. So that was weird because that was ins- and and I, I hate to compare because like it's its own thing, but yeah. like you have to compare because it's so similar. Um, and that we did a bunch of rides. We did like every like every ride we wanted to. It is bigger than Sesame Place, which is for people listening. That's a local amusement park near. Mike and I, um, it's bigger than that, but I would say the ratio of like people per square foot was the same. Like it wasn't shoulder to shoulder like it is at Disney World or mm-hmm. at least in Magic Kingdom. Um, it was we, from eight thirty to two two thirty. We were able to do every ride. Now we did buy. They have this new Max Pass thing that is basically Fast Pass for from Disney World, um, and you do it from your phone and whatnot. So we got that because it was like ten dollars a person. And um, that, and you were able to book one at a time every like half hour. So we, That's so it, it, like we we did every ride. We did um, so the ones that compare to Disney World, we did Space Mountain, which is weird because I would say it's not as thrilling as Disney World's or as Magic Kingdom's, um, but it's interesting because it sits two next to each other instead of the three. It's, like the... Yeah, it's two. And three back versus single rider three back. That's really weird. It is weird, and I think maybe that that could be one of the reasons why I was like not as like into it. <gasps> no, I was into it. I liked it, but it wasn't like oh my god, like because you know I am with fucking roller coaster or roller coaster type rides. Like I hate them. like. Hey, remember when you I got have, stuck on one? Oh my god, that was awful. <laughs> uh, they're uh, they're closing that ride now officially. Wasn't it, isn't it already? They uh, repurposed it for. For Harry Potter, yeah. but it's still the same ride essentially. Yeah, yeah. But now they're closing it and making a brand new ride. Oh, uh, are they gonna like tear it down and? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be a new Harry Potter ride. Uh, so so we did uh, that. I would say like the Space Mountain at um, Disney World is is better. It's like more thrilling. But I, it's interesting here. I think this one is something like this one. I think I could take at least one of my kids on. Like they would enjoy it. The other one not so much. And it's not as I mean it's dark but not as dark. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean was actually better at Disneyland. Oh, yeah? It is um, basically the same, but it starts out and ends a little differently. And, like, things are kind of placed differently. But, like, even when they're placed differently, it's basically the same ride. But the very beginning is different. It goes through, like, in a restaurant. Like, you start out. Like, it's it's so crazy. I guess because there's just, like, very little room in Disneyland. Um, And it was... uh, But I would say I like it better there because, like... I don't... You've been to Pirates? Yeah. I don't remember there being any kind of drops, like, in the no, beginning. No, not really either. It was and, for, for the most part, I thought it was all straight. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of... It's a very lazy log flume, essentially. Yeah, Disney uh, Land's Pirates have, like, two little drops that are like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, that was cool. I enjoyed that one a lot. Splash Mountain, which I have not done in Disney... Wherever it is in Disney World. I, th- I think it's in the Magic Kingdom, but... Haven't done so, I, but we did it here. 
that was really cool. That, that was, uh, we were discussing that and Indiana Jones, which I'll get to in a second. We were figuring out which one we liked better because they both were ranked pretty high. And then we ended up doing Indiana Jones a second time uh, at night. And Indiana Jones went out. And Indiana Jones there is not the stunt show. It's no, it's, it's like an actual ride. It's, it's, um, it reminds me of The Mummy from um, Universal. Universal. So it's almost like one of those, like, you're in a ride and they kind of have, like, things going on around you. No, because so. The Mummy is a, the indoor roller coaster. It, yeah, it's an indoor roller coaster, but they have, like, the other things, like the pyrotechnics. And oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so, so you're in... What's really cool, A, is that um, when you're in line waiting, Sala is talking, and they, they I guess this ride's been there probably since, the like, the 80s or early 90s or something. So, like, when, when Raiders was out. Yeah, so, so like, the uh, John Rice... Davies. Davies. Like, it's him from that era, like on screen and like he's not it's a picture it's all a picture because you know I, I guess they didn't have a movie back, yeah. then, back when this this ride was set but um so that's cool because it kind of puts you in the in, in there I think there's a quick picture of uh, Harrison Ford as Indy um but it could have been just someone else to, like because it was a side view but it was it was uh really cool you're in the car it sits like 12 people three three to a row or something like that four to a row um, and it's just like a super bumpy ride. Uh, so no Rihanna on this one. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like going off road and it's not a ride for you, but it, it is. And, and the, the thing that most reminds me of, um, of the mummy is that there's this point where like you, you, you stop cause Indy's hanging there from his whip and then the boulder of course is coming. Uh, and you, you kind of go backwards a little bit and then you drop. I like that. That, uh, that was one of the things that I, you had the scarabs coming out of the wall. And yeah. The mummy. Yeah. So th- this was a, a lot less um, like that kind of effect and a lot well, more and you practical. Figure, yeah. You figured 20, 25 yeah. years ago, they're yeah. not going to have that kind but of. It's so good. Like, it, I, I think it's worth going to Disney alone, Disneyland alone for that ride. And how much were tickets at uh, Disneyland? One sixteen for the day. Uh, I, don't, I think it's about the same price yeah. as um, as that. But yeah, Disneyland. Do you think, can you do everything you want to do in one day? Yeah. I, well, for in each park, you would need to. I think you would need to go two days. Okay. One for each park. Um, I I don't think you vacation to uh, Disneyland for for like a week long vacation. Yeah, and I mean even with with. Disney World, um, like we wrapped up a couple of the things earlier than we thought. We probably nah. Disney World, days. you need nah. Disney World, you totally need. And this is something coming from the one who has who has kids. But Disney World, you need you fully need the eight day. I mean, eight. I think we went for eight or nine days this yeah, year. See, I mean, when was, we went on our honeymoon, we had a four day pass, and really, mm, we didn't need the four day. We um, four days, I think, is perfect because we did. Because we now did, you do have kids, so for two people who are just by themselves, one who can't ride a lot of rides, yeah. So I was going, and and here's the thing that ticks me off about Disney: um, they don't have the single rider lines on very many of their rides. It's only like two or three. Almost in the world. all Disneyland has well, that's that. Good. Um, and, but if you so, and I think the way Disney World works, unfortunately, is to get the fast pass. I think you have to be staying in the resort. Well, that makes sense too. Maybe or maybe you could add because that still. fast pass sounded very cheap. Well, it's so so. To my understanding, Disneyland offers right now the fast pass free to every guest, but it's all paper distribution, and this is how Disney World used to be. Um, now with the Max Pass, uh, it's an introductory rate of ten dollars per day per guest because they're trying to get everybody to go. Uh, but it's totally worth like Disneyland to me. 
is um, like a an amusement park, whereas Magic Kingdom or Disney World is an experience. Yeah. Um, for me, even as an adult, and this is because I can go on rides, like Jen likes to go on rides, and I, I would say like me and you, if we were to go to Disney World, um, we could probably go for four days and not have to have enough time to do everything, because you and I would probably do almost all the rides. Probably, and yeah. Like, I mean, I, just from when we went to Universal, this is what I'm basing it on. Um, it, it, because there's just there is just so much to do there. If you're skipping out on a lot of rides, yeah, you could absolutely do it quick. But like I think, like I said, I think for our vacation that we took to Disney World this year, we went for I think eight or nine days, something like that, and that was too much simply based on the fact that it just was. And you were in the parks all eight yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, and we but we did Magic Kingdom like three or four days, and that was just too many. It's um, I think Disneyland works at like seven to seven to eight days a pop. Uh, and that's like if you're going to do more than just Magic Kingdom, Ho- like like this year the kids were like they didn't like the first order marching around Hollywood Studios, so we really didn't get to do Hollywood Studios the way we wanted, we wanted to. We got freaked out by. Yeah, so if if you can experience like at least Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, and really now Animal Kingdom with Pandora is probably going to be a big a big experience. Yeah, is that out yet or is that? Yeah, yeah, Animal King or Pandora is around now. So, so we'll see that this year. Yeah, I think you can uh, you can do um, easily. You'll need four or five days, I think, just to experience Magic Kingdom. is It's, it's bigger than Disneyland, yeah. just physically. So, like, I feel like you need two days to do that, unless you can get good fast pass scheduling. And we had said so. We had said that we were not going to go back to Disney for probably ten years. Like we can do Universal every two years, mm-hmm. but Disney, especially when you don't have kids, we weren't thinking that we were going to go back. But I think Pandora and the new Star Wars stuff is getting us to go back. But yeah. again, I don't. I don't know that we need that much time because again, Rihanna won't ride the rides. Yeah, and I think we just want. We're only going for a week this year. Um, Universal is definitely always on our list, and then. We're going to try and just do a couple of days. Yeah, it'll be intriguing when the kids are older for me because we'll start going to Universal as well. Mm-hmm. So it would be weird, to, uh, not weird, but it'll be interesting to see what our schedule looks like. But like, I could totally like picture taking... And Pat like goes back to Disney every year. Yeah, like... I, Disney, I mean, and I think we would if we had the, the funds, but every two years is actually like pretty nice, pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the Star Wars world, the Star Wars mm-hmm. Hotel. I'm hoping that we can plan it to go around when that's open. But I could do Disneyland, honestly, that seems like a thing I could do every year because you're only doing it for a day. Yeah. Then you're going to California Adventures for a day. Then maybe you're going to Universal in Hollywood for a day. Plus we did, um, and I know you probably have about five minutes here if we're going off real time. Uh, not, uh, that's weird. <laughs> Edit! <laughs> uh, but we did the last day, that we, yesterday actually, we did the uh, Warner Brothers Studio Tour, which was awesome. Like, that was... Do they have the frog? I don't know. We didn't ask about it. How dare they? Uh, Then it showed the frog. We got to... We sat on the soundstage for Fuller House. That's pretty cool. Uh, We sat on the soundstage for Conan. Uh, We saw uh, the house that was used for Monica and... uh, Chandler. No, Monica and Ross's parents' house. Oh, okay. Uh, the same stairs that he sat on playing his keyboard uh, when he wanted to take Rachel to prom. Uh, we saw, and the last thing you do is a self-guided tour that uh, takes you to 
the central part. So apparently, like Warner Brothers, they like reuse everything when they can. The one thing, one of the few things they couldn't use is the Central Perk set because that's so iconic that you can't. No matter how much you change it, you can't reuse it. Yeah. So they repurposed it as part of Stage Forty Eight, which is a self guided tour. Like they don't actually do anything in Stage Forty Eight. And um, so you and every fifteen minutes they actually they recreate a scene where they they use you on the couch and you say some lines. And we didn't do that. Like I didn't want to do that, but we got our picture taken on the couch. I got some Central Perk. Uh, I got a friend's mug and whatnot. And uh, it was really cool. The only thing that was disappointing is that yesterday they opened the Wonder Woman exhibit. They expanded their DC exhibit to include um, Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman. And it opened yesterday, so when we got there, I think it was closed for press only. Ah, uh, so you didn't get a chance to and do it. And when we were at, at, when we were about to leave the store, where they actually have a Central Perk Cafe as well, that you can, uh, like, order coffee at and whatnot, which was pretty damn good, I must say. Uh, we were offered the chance to go back to that to see the, um, to see the Wonder Woman exhibit, because they had opened it, finally opened it to the public. But, like... It was 1.30 West Coast time. Our flight was at 6.20. We had, a, like, a 40-minute, a 45-minute drive. We still had to get gas, get lunch, and whatnot. So, like, timing. If we had that extra half hour, if it was 1 o'clock, I totally would have gone and back and back to see it. But uh, So that's the only thing we missed. The whole upstairs thing, which you guys may have dug, was um, downstairs was the DC exhibit in this one building, and then upstairs was Harry Potter, uh, which was cool. I took a bunch of pictures. Like, you know, I dig Harry Potter, but I'm not, like, an Uber fan. Yeah, I mean... I'm not a huge fan, but Rihanna is, so she probably would. They're, they have a sorting hat up there. You can get sorted. Uh, it was neat. It was neat. They had Noah? Wasn't Noah saying that he could? Uh, he was an official sorter? Oh. <laughs> no, it's like, it's a, and I, I don't know if it's like the official prop or whatnot from the movie, but. Well, they definitely have that in Universal as well. Like, they have, like, the talking animatronic sorting mm. hat and everything like that. So I'm sure they, have, they probably have a bunch this of them thing, everywhere. This thing is, well, everything in, in, in upstairs was, was, like, worn by the cast yeah. or used by the cast. Now, I don't know about the sorting hat because there was someone there holding, holding it. It wasn't touching their heads. They held it, like, above the person's head. So maybe it was from the movie. I don't know. But it, I, I highly recommend, like, that I think is probably the coolest thing we did was the One Brothers tour. And I don't know if that's because I'm just into that world. Uh, yeah, because you're a big DC fan. You like not not just that, like that, but like I just I'm into the idea of like working in the industry. Yeah, that's true too. So like seeing the behind the scenes of it all, and like the so the brothers Warner. It was started by four guys. They don't believe in wasting anything. So every building, even though there's like people who literally like, I'm the coffee boy. <laughs> Like, whatever building that is, like, every building serves a dual purpose. Like, product, like whether it's accounting, the outside of the building can be used as part of a set. Oh, okay. So, like, not one part of that lot is wasted. They use it all. And, like, you can go there. Like, if, let's say we, you and I, we're living in L.A. and we're going to film a movie or something. Uh, we can rent one of their, like, we can rent one of the houses if we need to film a scene in a house. And, like... You have to go to the props department or bring your own props to, like, put the door handles on, put, like, appliances in, and put all that bull crap in so that, like, A, you can make it look however you want. You can rip down the wallpaper and put on your own stuff. You just have to make it look like how it was when you left it or when you got there. Interesting. It's really neat, like, finding out, like, what you can do and, like, going through the props. So cool. Seeing all the Batmobiles, that was, it was, it was a pretty cool event. That was your kid in the playground. It kind was, of. yeah, that and that and the indie ride. They were my two highlights of LA. 
we also we were there for the LuLaRoe convention. Uh, oh. The LuLaRoe convention somehow just made its way into my car. Yeah, because I put that in your prize bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put that in all the prize bags. But today, I don't know how it got into my car today. Oh, it's funny. It must have been at home, and I must have accidentally picked it up. With... <laughs> and I had no idea that today was the day you got back. So... No, yeah, I, yeah, it, I got back today. All right. That being said, because I know you have to get back to work. I actually uh, have to get staples. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to get a box. To, I have to send some toners to get some some money back. Oh. That's uninteresting. I know. <laughs> but we can edit that out. Uh, all right. Where can people find you, Mike? Uh, they can find me on telus.com, quantumquestgame.com, blackfurnace.com, all those other places. Twitter. I don't, I don't know my Twitter. Tell At Telus, you <laughs> fool. I, I don't pay attention to social media. <laughs> <laughs> this is your problem. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. That's where I do most of my tweeting and twatting. You can find the show on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. You can find us on awesomepodcast.com or part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on coretemparts.com. Uh, so angry about being part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> you can also, uh, it has nothing to do with Everything is Awesome, but it has everything to do with Mike and I. Uh, you can find uh, a bunch of shows on the That's Entertainment Podcast Network at thatentertains.com slash network. That's right. I'm plugging another network, even though I'm on a different network. All the networks. Oh, my God. Uh, for Everything is Awesome, I'm Kev, and we've been awesome. Hashtag all the networks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.